episode of spit sessions we sitting here and we are recording via video and we're doing it the right way this time i don't know what reggie's doing right now i don't know why he's doing nobody that. knows that other episode exists we didn't promote it because it didn't look that it good it didn't look good we <laughs> can actually take that down if you want to take that down just leave it i don't know just leave it or you know what i'll um i plan on doing all the old episodes with just the static image of our logo so maybe nah. i'll replace it like that uh you know what i am completely behind that if you want to do that well so, done um, deal yeah, so this is what we own right now. This is the last day of me being in my 20s. And I thought about that today. I was like, damn, this is the last day. So as of midnight, I will be 30 years old. There's a few cogs turning in my mind right now because I'm not trying to be dramatic or making anything more serious <laughs> than it needs to be. But it's just like, damn, entering a whole new age group is... You know, a whole decade is going by. It's just tripped out. Do you have any advice for me uh, entering my uh, dirty 30s? No, nah, because when I turned 30, I didn't feel anything. You didn't feel I anything? I was like, eh, like, you know, and I don't care about birthdays. I don't uh, do none of that stuff. But then when you get to be like 31 and a half. Right. Then you'll start noticing. 31 and a half. Your bones and whatnot. You're, you're going to start noticing more things that aren't the same. The slightly deeper you get into it. I'm starting to notice a little bit now. Like, I can't eat things the way I used to eat things. Like, those cupcakes and sugar cookies with the frosting on them and shit, I have to not eat those. I tried to bite into one of them cupcake shits, and my tooth started hurting. Yes, that's right. My tooth. T-O-O-F. Well, you got to do the thing from BuzzFeed where you break it in half and then make a sandwich. BuzzFeed be sending niggas off, man. I don't trust them with nothing. Did you see that shit with the cutting board? That pissed me off. Oh, where they was talking about, like, use the handle, like, squeeze it through. That's not what that's for. I feel like somebody at BuzzFeed is making this shit up, and they just putting life hacks on it, and they got people out here doing dumb shit. What was it when they was like, oh, this is what the handle of the pot is actually for. You stick the wooden spoon through. And I was like, no. I feel bad because it's like 30 people in there that all got to come up with like three of those a day to keep their job. Shit. Yeah. No, I don't like it. I don't want to partake in that. So what we're going to do is start off with the obligatory uh, what we've been up to over the last two weeks. Um, do you not know what you've been up to for the last two weeks? I honestly, if I don't think about it beforehand, I have a hard time answering that question, but I'll be good. You go first. Okay. So there's been a mo there's just different things going on with me personally. In the last episode, what happened was the cliffhanger, I, the cliffhanger. <laughs> yes. I left that right there because I ended up <laughs> letting you guys know that I was going to the doctor, getting checkups and so on and so forth and ultrasounds and shit like that, or trying to. Um, what I, they were tapping on his, uh, testicles like a melon at the grocery store. He was poking it. If it was ripe. Yeah, no. Um, what I left out was that there was a lump on my right testicle. Uh, I, I didn't mention that cause a, it's not really none of y'all business. And B, if it turned out to be some shit, I didn't want, I ain't want nobody to know I had some shit cause you know, testicular cancer is really real. And, um, but what happened was I went and I got my tests. Someone got checked out. And everything's cool. So I can talk about the lump that was on my testicle. They said it was like fluids or some shit like that. Hmm. Um, so I, I thought that I could use this as a constructive moment to tell niggas with nuts to check your nuts. 
just go ahead and give them a field. If you listen to this right now, you can go ahead and reach down and just like fill them. Unless you're in public, I don't want you to get in trouble. But if you can take a bathroom breaks and just fill your nuts up just to make sure you ain't well, got you no Well, you should be washing them every day. You should, but washing them and palpating them. That's an EMT word. I right. just did that. But you should be getting in there, basically. Right. In the nooks and the crannies. I'm just saying, kill two birds with one stone. You don't yeah. need to be like, well, let me take a uh, an extra long smoke break at work so I could. No, touch you, my you, testicles. you, you, you. Yes, you should go in there with purpose though, because when you wash and you might forget to. Oh, I should check out the testicle because we're so focused on the sack and the nooks and crannies involved with that that we just wash it and we go on about our business. But no, you got to get in there and knead the scrotum like like pizza dough and like figure out where the testicle is and make sure you fill it up. So you can make sure there's no lumps or abnormalities with that, because the earlier you catch these things, the better off you are. And we want everyone to be healthy and happy and live very long lives. I was shook, though, when I found that shit. I was like, I like to mentally prepare myself for the worst case scenario. So I was Googling, can you live with one nut? The answer is yes, because one testicle does uh, produce enough testosterone and uh, semen to keep you afloat, apparently. But I've just gotten used to have to, having to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like it would throw you off balance. It would. That's like getting an Oreo with one wafer, that open sandwich ass cookie. Don't nobody want that. Would you eat Sorry, that? Sorry, my mic is falling down. I was trying to wait for you to stop talking, but you were really getting in. I was getting into. The, I'm in. I'm okay, in the zone. There right we now. go. All right, cool. It's all good. Um, other than making sure my nuts was cool, I ended up going to career day. Okay. And speaking to children over near what streets were those? Um, like Sacramento and 44th. Oh, so I went out south. Um, the school is predominantly uh Hispanic, that's what they said themselves. I'll, I don't know when to use Latinx, Latino, Latina, or so on and so forth. So, but they had a graph that said Hispanic on it, so I'm gonna just go with that. It was a really, really phenomenal experience. I enjoyed it. I talked to four classes, two of which were under eighth grade, they were younger, and then I talked to two eighth grade classes. I really enjoyed that. It was cool getting a chance to speak to the youth. And I went with a coworker. Um, we went as like a front of house manager and a chef at a restaurant combination. So both of us were talking to kids about the things that we do, um, why education is important, you know, where you can either learn to be a chef or where you can either learn to be an entrepreneur, restaurant owner, or uh, even be involved in hospitality. Uh, so I enjoyed that. It was really, really cool. And apparently the kids wrote us, letters that i have not seen but i hope that they're not roasting my ass because i was in there with this tight ass button up on mr finney was very smart and informative for a black guy i'm just joking they wouldn't say some shit like that that. um it was cool the eighth graders eighth graders man they do this thing like they i could tell they was in the beginning of the i'm too cool for school phase because i was like hey how you guys doing and when nobody saying shit i was like you little motherfuckers. I was like, so this is what we going to do today. Uh, but they opened up. I just got a little bit silly when I started cracking jokes and whatnot. And they eased up and were into it by the time I was done. But the questions I was being asked by kids did vary with age. Um, younger kids were asking stuff like, what's your favorite food? And um, how similar is your job to Fortnite? <laughs> right. Yeah. They, one kid made a Fortnite reference. I'm <laughs> so on. serious. I, I swear to God, one kid did. I was like talking about my work history. I was like, I worked everything from EMT. That's a person on an ambulance, um, nursing home. Uh, I worked retail. And one kid was like, retail row. And I was like, I kept talking. Then I stopped. and was like, was that a Fortnite reference? 
You're like, you play Fortnite? And I was like, yeah, I've been playing Apex Legends more, though. And then, like, I, I went on a tangent with them. The kids love video games. Um, but they were cool. They were real sweet. The older kids starting to get a little bit edgy because they was asking shit like, anybody ever got drunk and you had to kick them out or get physical? And I'm like... At a, a vegetarian like, restaurant? I'm like, they don't be wilding like that. I'm like, what do y'all think I do? I'm not a bouncer. That was funny, though, that they would ask that. Like, you ever had to fire somebody? I was like, I mean... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ain't like it, but I did that shit. And I'll do it again. Um, What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Those are the main things, I think. I'm going to Toronto on uh, Monday, so I'll be back over there. By the time you guys hear this, I might be there already, maybe. Um, so When is this shit going to come out? I don't know. I'm going to get to work on it. I feel like we we speaking kind of smoothly right now, so it might be one of those good episodes that don't take that much. So uh, We don't have to cut out any uh, casual racism. No, no, no. Of course not in passing. So I feel like <laughs> maybe this weekend, maybe Saturday or so, that would be ideal. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm coming for the poutine and the um, and the Daniel Caesar roasting, which we gonna get into in a little bit. But I want to check in on Reggie. Uh, I forgot about everything I did uh in the last two weeks, except for seeing us, which I'm assuming you haven't seen. I have not seen us or Captain Marvel yet. I went to a Smino concert. That nigga's phenomenal live, but um, I haven't seen those movies yet. I'm slacking. I'm really yeah. slacking. See, it was easier when we lived in the same neighborhood because I could uh, drag you places. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's but now, really hard. you know, we're just, we're in our own world. We're in a different world. You're up, you uptown girl. Yeah. <laughs> Living in an uptown world. I, uh, how'd you feel about the movie without saying anything? Because I don't want to hear anything. No, I won't. I won't spoil it for you or our listeners. Uh, I, I liked it. And I feel like the people who felt underwhelmed by it were probably expecting get out part two or um you know these days we overanalyze trailers and we get so hyped before we see a movie and if you come up with three scenarios of what you think is going to happen in the movie and none of them happen you're probably going to be disappointed yeah that's but true. that's your own fault i had a couple you know people on twitter be like man this movie was so overhyped and i'm like who you did that you did that to yourself you played yourself yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, and I was like, you know, you you have to look at it through the lens of genre to an extent. Because he came out, and he's like, this isn't necessarily a giant metaphor or anything. Like, it's a much more straightforward horror movie than exactly. Get Out was. It just doesn't have the same commentary or, or the same layers to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I thought it was good. And I, I'm happy for him in the way that it you know it represents something new and fresh right like he made uh or the movie made a lot of money and it's not a remake of something or an adaptation of something it's totally original right so two of the things that i've come by uh the first thing was that people likened it to more so a thriller than like a straight up horror experience so I'm not sure how accurate that description was, but one of the other things that I had, because we are in an age of sensationalizing things because of the narrative that we like to push or what we believe in. And people were making comparisons between Jordan Peele and Stephen King. And they were saying, oh, like, d- like, <laughs> yeah. it was like, yo, Stephen King shook now. Cause Jordan Peele, I was like, I was like, I don't know. 
I'm I'm black. I love black people. I love people of color. Uh, you know, I fucks with white people as well when they're not doing anything crazy. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that to Stephen King. Like he's proved himself. He's been around for a while. Stephen King doesn't make movies. Like he technically did he dir- makes books that get turned into movies. Right, but I think he I don't know if he directed or I think he has at least a screenwriter credit for the uh, made for TV version of uh it- No, no, no. Um you know what I'm talking about? Uh, fucking Danny. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Come on, Jack Nicholson killing everybody. Which oh, uh, The Shining. Yeah, The Shining. Because he infamously hated The Shining. And he then, did? He hated The Shining? Because it wasn't. The movie an, or the book? Well, he wrote the book. I mean, you can hate some shit that you wrote. Akira Toriyama well, hates Dragon true. Ball Z, and that's he made true. that shit. He don't fuck uh, with it. You know, he acknowledges like his coke fueled eighties, and he's like, "Yeah, that wasn't my best writing." Oh, but um, he he didn't like The Shining because it wasn't as faithful to the book. So in the nineties, they made a made for TV movie that uh, that was closer to the book, but way, wasn't as good. Way closer to the book, but I but mean, it's a TV movie, like TV movie in the nineties, not like it came out on TV now, like. Not even basic cable. It was like CBS or some shit. I mean, it depends. I guess Roots was like a TV series movie type ideal, but that's completely different in general. But I guess the point being is I don't, it doesn't make sense to compare them. No, not at all. I don't think so. I think we need to leave that alone. It's okay to enjoy things without making them relative to something else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we talked about picking sides like from the jump and hopping on certain <laughs> trains and whatnot. Yeah. I feel like that's that's not necessary. However, someone who did pick sides, as I mentioned before, was Daniel Caesar. <laughs> and it was unwarranted and unnecessary, in my opinion. But he felt so strongly about black people, what they should and should not do, um, that he had a little tirade that he was filmed he filmed himself doing this. Yeah. He filmed himself. Like, he didn't get caught slipping. He laid the mop down, spread the water, and sprinted into the puddle on his Because you own. know who doesn't have enough of a voice in our modern society? You know, white people. White people. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to play the clip right now because I, I don't want to uh, say the wrong thing. Screen, record it. Hell yeah, I'm so a screen record that shit. in the video. Thank you for reminding me. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to remind me one more time, probably. Just keep that hoe going. Keep that hoe going. Are there black people in this in this chat right now? I can't tell. Mistake number one. Yo, I know make sure there is. I love you guys. Yo, you guys are listening and I love you guys so much, but this we're like talking about something serious. So I'm like, I don't want to talk about shows or like being, you know, like artist stuff. Why? As, I don't know which black people are in here, but I want you guys to talk up right now. Why? Why do we? Why do why? Why are we being so mean to Jules? That boy higher than a kite. That's a serious question. Why is it that we're allowed to be disrespectful and rude to everybody else? And when anybody returns any type of energy to us, that's not that's not a quality. I don't want to be treated like I can't take a joke. Mm. I just went through that that the fucking Chappelle shit, and I had to like in the moment acknowledge that I was being fucking sensitive. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And that I need to be able to take a joke just like everybody else. No. That's what it is. People are allowed to say what the fuck they want. 
and it's I'm allowed to feel how I want, but it's like, am I gonna fight them or am I gonna accept what they have to say and keep it fucking moving? Mm. Why are like this doesn't this is I only treat people that I don't respect and don't think that they can take a joke. I think that they're less than me. Those are the only people that I that I don't fucking say my honest opinion around. Mm. And that's disrespect. White people have I see what you're saying. White people haven't mean to us in the past. I have a like what are you going to do about that? Tell me what you're going to do about that. There's no there's no answer other than gaining understanding and keeping it moving. That's some biblical shit. Yo, bridging the gap, man. You have to bridge the gap. I'm sorry. Yo, I'm drunk as fuck right now, okay? But I don't I don't care. That's not helping. I've seen it. Yo, I've I as as we are an independent company. Golden Child is an independent company. As an independent company, I me and, and my dogs, right here, we have the opportunity to empl employ black people. Mm -hmm. we, employ, we put so much money in black people's pockets. But also, we put money in white people's pockets. That's just what it is. Yo, yo, you guys are gonna... Yo. All I'm saying... You have a pure soul. Because your goal is love. All, all, I, want, all, I, all I want is love. I'm gonna keep it honest. And say what you guys want, but it's like... I truly believe in what I'm saying right now. I don't think that being that being sensitive to the point of not letting someone else say what they want around you. You can be fucking. You can be. You can be offended. That's fine. Tell them that they're a piece of shit. But it's like to not allow people to say what they want doesn't help you. Mm. You have to look. Yo, are we winning right now as a culture, or, or like, are we on top of a society? Mm. We're we're not. And you can't you can't win the game by choosing to not accept the winning team strategy you have to acknowledge your strategy and then build a strategy on top of that that will that will i am look i am black as fuck true i slept on a far a fucking park bench to get where i am right now i was i i went through it we don't like like that we don't have in like that's not being a victim doesn't get you paid no no that's all i'm saying and i just want us all to get paid Tell me, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me to shut up. I believe in what I'm saying. I believe in what I'm saying, and I'm drunk as fuck, and people are freaking out right now. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say what I say because, honestly, it's all rooted. I've said what I said before, and y'all tried to cancel me, and I, 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 I apologize like a bitch. And I believe in that shit because I think you guys are wrong, and I think I'm right. And so I'm gonna say it, and you can cancel me. I'm gonna put. I'm yo. I'm making music right now. I'll put it out. You guys don't have to listen to it. Cancel me. How Make long me is broke. this? I never got this far into last it. Last time, and I appreciate you guys for that. Don't listen to my next shit if you think I'm shit. Mm. Don't. I will. I will go. It's okay. I'll go back under a rock. I don't need this. I believe in what I'm saying right now. This should be case study one. This is case study one, man. We're make like. I'm, this is so irrational right now, but I don't care. Make me broke. Make me suffer for my opinion. I believe in it. And like I was seeing, yo, I was, I saw that shit. I, honestly, even the like, I'm gonna keep it real. The Joe shit, like, it like it was. I was mad. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was mad. The same way I was mad in the room with, with, with. But it's like, say what you want, bro. I, I believe we all be projecting all the time. Mm. And I think that Dave was projecting, and I think that Joe was projecting as well. Mm. Our own securities, that's what we, that's what, you can only, it's, 
This is fucking Einstein shit. The theory of relativity. You can only speak about what you what you what is relates to you. That's not what I don't. The I theory don't, of relativity I is. I don't. I don't. So I only got like what the thirty fuck seconds. Is this nigga talking about into right. the video when I watched it. Now I need some backstory because I technically know who Yes Jules is, but only because I saw. Continue. Her uh, weak ass uh, was sex tape or something from a couple years ago. Is that the same person? I think it is. I didn't see that though. Okay. So, uh, what was she saying where people were upset with her and he thinks they should? It's not be a saying long it? story, honestly. It's one of those things where back in the day she was making comments about walking in and attracting uh, attractive black men and black women being mad at her. Like, she also goes to Africa and takes pictures with the kids and, you know, just. I don't know. There's also the fact that she might have other women in the industry's names in her mouth and they feel like she has had sex to get where she is and she's being So does she feel like she's owed like people should fuck with her and she doesn't understand why? Is that Honestly, I can't even call it. It's one of those internet things that I haven't super duper looked into. I feel like people from places like Toronto or, you know, LA or some shit like that definitely know way more than I do um she makes music or no I don't think so like maybe part like influencer slash slash model slash cake haver because she got ass and I think that's the that's the problem but after watching that video the main thing that I want to speak up on is there's like three things that immediately came to mind Um, I saw in the comments of the video that when he started talking about the black experience, someone said you from Canada. So you don't understand. I don't agree with that. No, I I do believe that as a black person anywhere, there's something that you're going to go through. People's experiences with the police in in Canada, depending on where you are, might be different, I suppose. But it kind of reminds me of uh, Samuel Jackson had to take back his comment about uh, the dude who starred in Get Out because they were like, oh, they got an English dude starring in that movie. Like, he don't know exactly what it's like. And it's like, wow. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so don't don't sweep other people's experiences underneath the rug just because they don't say something that you like. Um, number two, there was a part where he said, I'm black as fuck. And I was like, true. And I laughed because... When initially this all popped off, people were making fun of his appearance rather than uh, disproving the stuff that he was saying. Even It was a two-part thing. People were like, I disagree with what you're saying. This is why this is happening. This is why you shouldn't be saying this. And then they started roasting his appearance, his appearance like his complexion, his, his teeth, and his hair. Uh, the fact that he's not super attractive. I, I, I like to reserve roasting people's physical appearance for those that come for someone else's physical appearance, mm-hmm. because it's on the same plane of yeah. like what's that going on. But in a situation like this, I don't want colorism to come into play or like the fact that he's ugly to come into play because that really doesn't have any for me personally, that doesn't have anything to do with what he's saying. Um, it's not like talking about his gap or whatever else isn't going to help me get to the root of the issue or, you know, I can understand being frustrated, but I like to leave that shit alone. Um, and there was a third thing. He did just start talking about money, though. He was like, you got to get paid. And I was like, all right, we getting into some different shit right now. Uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm going to cut him some slack because he's super young. And drunk. And he's it many times. What I think about a lot is like, what is he, like 21, 22, something like that? I have no idea. When I was 18, I thought that despite what I had experienced personally and what others around me had experienced, I was like, man, we are like, you know, in the 2000s and things are changing and like we're so close and if you just work hard, you know what I'm saying? Like I... Right. I had that that uh, like naive optimism. The streets are paved in gold if you look for it type approach to things. It's right. Like, and it's like it's it's cool because you have that energy to, to persevere and whatever. But it's like you can't downplay what people are going through every day, especially in a time like this where we we've seen so much of the facade fall over. Right. Right. Like we. People were at least able to pretend. It's like, oh, you know, we had Obama and everybody's holding hands a little bit more. And shit then, is crucial now. Right now, it's like people are like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, no, shit is like super duper crucial now. So, so I, I would can't. just hope that he learned something from this. Like, hey, don't be on Instagram or Facebook Live drunk. Yeah. Think about the shit that you say. And, you know, I don't know what his experiences are. It's really possible that he hasn't seen a lot of stuff firsthand or nobody right. close to him has suffered anything exactly so maybe that's why he thinks that way but exactly. i will say look somebody on twitter said that he had a spongebob straight hand mouth i can't not <laughs> laugh at that <laughs> i don't of course colorism bad but look if you get on the <laughs> on al gore's internet and say something that stupid you gotta expect that people are gonna come for you yeah. and you know what you look like you know what you look like but he you know said, the emphasis he put on i'm black as fuck i was like it ain't a competition. You ain't have to rub it in my face like that. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, and he's rich. He could, whatever we perceive to be wrong with him, he could fix that. The third thing I want to say is, and them niggas is assholes, because I was paying attention to what he was saying, but I also looked in the background. I saw that lady flipping chairs up, which means they were closing, and they was he was sitting down going on this rant and eating still. Hopefully they no, tipped well. No, no, no respect for people. That, Maybe they left $100. No. Nah, Still, leave a hundred dollars and leave when you're supposed to. No, I agree. Leave when you're supposed to. Yeah. I don't even eat if it's an hour before somewhere closes and I intend to sit down and eat. Exactly. Go, it's like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that to you. Even if it's a pickup and you got 10 minutes, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I don't know. It's just rules to this shit. You know what I'm saying? But even on your end, like, okay, if you are, if you don't care about anybody else and their time, what kind of food do you expect to get you 10 minutes get, before the Popeyes closes? You finna get the shittiest of shitty shit. And hopefully, depending on the venue, you better you better hope they don't do something to your food. I can see somebody like like Harlem shaking over your chicken breast and having like skin flakes float down like snow on a winter morning just because you want to come in. Because <laughs> you want to come in and be an asshole. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Like, take it from me. All right. That's not something I condone or would have individuals doing at my workplace. It's funny because that's like one of the most like timeless, wholesome images in a lot of people's minds. Like anybody who's seen snow or seen Christmas movies and stuff. Yeah. And you just made that about skin coming off of balls and whatnot. (laughs) Onto your chicken breast. And if "Mm." you got that crunchy recipe shit, you're not going to tell the difference. You're going to be like, it's extra flavorful tonight. Don't play 12 herbs and spices today. Oh, that's nasty. That's horrible. So, um, that was um really interesting. Uh, when I go, I might bring a portable mic with me to ask people in Toronto that I know what experiences they've had 
over there because that's where this nigga's from. God damn it, I hate that. Optimize your PC now. Fuck that. No. Damn, I need to figure out how to cut that off. That shit has made a guest appearance on at least three episodes. Mine doesn't do that, surprisingly. I I get the noise every now and then, but like I don't get I don't know what support assist is. I hate that shit. I gotta cut that shit off. I'm gonna try and figure out. Yeah, I I keep forgetting you have that zoom mic. You should do uh Delancey on the street. And then the Toronto Somebody gonna beat my ass one of these days, man. They could tell you that uh a, a white guy saw them at the hockey rink and called them a bender. A bender? Yeah. Nah, that sounds like a pretty bad experience. They was I was eating my maple syrup and somebody ran up and slapped me with a unprocessed maple leaf. That's a that's a Canadian joke. I know it's a lot of y'all to listen to this too. Y'all know that I'm coming from a place of love. I fucks with the country. That's why I go once a year, and I've been going for the last two three years and stuff. So while we're on the topic, the topic, the topic, the topic. Of uh, blackness and stuff. Um, and he brought up sensitivity. Which some of the stuff I kind of agree with what he was saying. Revolving around not being sensitive about certain things. Notice he didn't specify being sensitive about what. I don't think. But to honestly. He didn't specify really being sensitive about what. So I was like alright credit to you. Because it depends on what it is. I don't think black people are, are that sensitive. No honestly we really not. Bad things happen, and we we're one of the first people to make jokes out of that shit. You remember that nigger navy shit? Yes, yes, that was an excellent day. On, we we uh, fuck around too much, actually. I want to say, but like, what I think is that white people don't understand. Okay, it's if a black comedian is like, oh, isn't it funny when you put uh water in the the dawn dish soap and make more because you're poor, and everybody's like, yeah, I grew up poor, and that's funny, and you bond over that. If you're fucking Logan Paul making that joke, it's not like, no, you can't join into that. That has nothing to do with being sensitive. It's just like you don't. This isn't your space. It's not the same thing. No, it's not going to hit the same. So while we're on the topic of stuff that you should and should not be uh, sensitive about, um, I'm going to just bring this up because I want to read the description. Celebrating great communities at Xbox. Community is an important part of the game experience and fandom for many players. Community is also a vital part of cultural experience for many people who identify as black and or of African descent. In 2015, we formed the Blacks at Xbox employee community as a way of meeting one another across the many buildings Team Xbox inhabits. Our shared blackness does not make us all the same, of course. We come from a variety of cities and countries, socioeconomic backgrounds, and professional experiences. We have a common mission to connect with and uplift the black community within the gaming industry. And the website that I ended up going to see this is xbox.com forward slash in US community blacks at Xbox. Wait, hold up, hold up. I just want to, a quick <laughs> aside here. I think that is fucked up that like, Look at this nigga. Right. Uh, first of all, I was going to bring that up. Why is Terry Crews here? Hold on, hold on. Stay what back is up. happening? Stay back up. So, quickly, <laughs> I want to address the fact that, like, every name for black people is, like, kind of fucked up. Like, blacks, like, we have a community for blacks, blacks to be on Xbox. Like, that doesn't sound right. It's not wrong, but it doesn't sound right. But then you can't say blacks. Negroes at Xbox. You can't say Negroids. All right, X- now hear me out. Like, there's nothing you can This is a super coincidence. Because today I was having a conversation at work, and there's not that many black people that I work with, um, but I was around Filipino cat, white dudes, and we were just talking. And I can't remember verbatim what was going on. Um, Yes, I let them know that 
I'm going to Atlanta in May because uh, I'm going to be participating in MomoCon. This is my first con. This is my first time going to Atlanta. I just want to check it out. And then someone asked, um, oh, you ever been? I was like, no. Uh, two of the dudes are from Texas. And I let them know that my grandmother called. And she was like, all right, you be careful in Georgia, baby. And I was like, yeah, I'll be careful, Grandma. I love you. She was like, I love you too. And someone was like, oh, is it bad in Georgia? And I said out loud because I was comfortable and I already had a shot. I was like, well, yeah, sometimes for Negroes. <laughs> and they was like, oh. And I was like, is that a bad word, Negroes? And they were like, yes. And I was like, but I say it all the time. Is it bad? I was like, because in Spanish, it's Negro not, means black. It's they were like, bad, but it's but pronounced differently. I was like, true, nah. true. So, but honestly, having a conversation with them, I was like, this is interesting because when I'm talking to people, they don't want to call someone black because they don't want to be offensive. I'll be like, hey, did a dude come in here looking for me? They're like, yeah. I'm like, what did he look like? Oh, you, he was five, seven. Uh, he had a nose, some <laughs> ears. I'm like, what color was he? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't see color. I'm like, no, if he's black, it's okay to say he's black. We are not. I'm not personally offended by someone being like, hey, the black dude, because I am a black dude. When you add the S to any color, it it takes on a different a different um 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 feeling you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like hey the blacks are here that's like all right bro wait like the what? swimming pool is full of blacks they're dipping the blacks are dipping their toes into the swimming pool i can't swim so it won't be me so what would happen okay let's say idris elba came to eat at your restaurant yeah and nobody working there could remember his name but they wanted to tell you that he came and then you said describe him to me and be like well he was tall Word. And he was uh, African American. Wait, no. What? What do you say? What is Idris Elba if you don't want to call him a black? He was. Damn, British, attractive, chocolatey ass nigga. <laughs> is that should good be, enough? You know that guy who should be James Bond. The guy who should be James. Yeah, I know that nigga. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> damn. Um, no, that makes per- perfect sense. Yeah, you got to call him black. He's black. He's black. They're not African-American because they're not from America. Um, We should go back and post. And when you were reading the spiel on the Xbox page, we could uh, play the audio of like one of those Xbox Live uh, (laughs) montages. I'm down with that. From 2007. I like that. I like that. I'm I'm down with that. So, yeah, the thing is, people were upset by the blacks at Xbox name. So is this something that people are being overly sensitive about, in your opinion? Or is this something that does Are people take... mad? I thought it was just like a novelty. Like, what the fuck are they doing over there? That's how I took it, but I didn't see every tweet about I it. I saw individuals was like blacks at Xbox. You couldn't come up with a better name for that. And while I agree, I'm not entirely upset at it because I know they mean well. But I just feel bad for the niggas like on that page smiling and shit. Like, if someone asked me to be a college brochure nigga, he's like, hey, we need to get more people in here. We got to make it look like... We diverse, you know what I'm saying? So just hold this basketball in the <laughs> science book and smile while looking in the science book. We're like, no, I don't want to do that. Y'all misleading motherfuckers. That's kind of what it feels like to me. They, uh, It's funny that Terry Crews is in there because he just starred in that game that took 10 years to come out. That shit came out. Crackdown? Yeah, it's out. I ain't heard none. It's been a ghost town, man. That uh, that don't, that don't, That don't seem too good to me. 
Yeah, you're one of the few black people in America that has an Xbox, so you're like the expert here. So I deserve to be initiated into the blacks at Xbox community. They should have had your picture up there. They could have. I want some money, though. I'm not doing that shit for free. Give me Crackdown for free 99 It's about to be $10 next week, probably. I'm pretty sure it will. Come on now. So you don't think people being uh, a little bit too wild with the situation? If they are indeed upset by the name? I mean, I don't know. It Like I said, blacks, it's it's rough. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you, I guess they mean well and it's funny, but it's also a big company. Right. They should just come out and be like, hey, we're uh, we're niggas at Xbox. We're going to automatically bleep the N word out of Xbox Live so you could come back and play now that everybody literally went to PlayStation. I feel like niggas at Xbox would be kind of cool, though. I think people gravitate towards that. If you had niggas at Xbox, if you had a black dude in a commercial like, uh, okay, kind of like in Family Guy, they're like, hey, uh, Ollie, give us a weather forecast. He's like, it's "It's going to rain. If you just, bam, go to that, and then it's over. And you're not even sure what you saw. If you guys want to hire me to be the voice for this shit, I'll do it. I'll say it the same way every time. Niggas at Xbox. Don't that get you excited? They get you pumped up for some shit, right? That makes me want to play some Call of Duty. Hell yeah, right now. And that shit is super racist. That game got rebooted, and I've been playing it on PS4 because it came out for free. It got, like, re-whatever-the-fuck re the, uh, the adjective is. I can't think of it right now. But that shit unlocks the inner... The inner angst and anger in me, and I don't know how to feel about it. I'll be playing it like, stop fucking camping, you bitch-ass niggas. Like, this is literally me when I'm playing the game, and I I should probably, I have to put it down every now and then, because I got PTSD from playing it on my Xbox 360. Great time to plug your stream. Yeah, I, I was, I stopped, because I was wondering if I should do that. I am streaming on Twitch. The uh, username is Delancey, D-U-L-L-A-N-T-S-Y. Uh, Reggie also streams on Twitch. His username is Zoot Suit Zombie. Uh, Zoot Suit, spelled correctly, Zombie with the B A E. So it's switched out. We switch vowels, like it's a uh, Will of Fortune, not Will of Fortune. Price. Which one is that? Is that Will of Will Fortune? Will of Fortune has words. Both of them damn games got got wheels, man, and it fucks me up. Well, Price is Right got Price wheels. Price is Right has it at the end. Yeah. I mean, and it's, but it's not a, a word game. It's still there, though. It fucks me up a little bit. Well, one, yeah, one's vertical. I know what you mean. Yeah, god damn it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's going on. Um, shouts out to uh, Tech Nine, both the one that's alive and the one that passed away, which is very unfortunate. Wait, which one's alive? The one from California is alive, I believe. The one from Philly, the battle rapper, is the one that passed away. Which one was in uh, the Def Jam game? I believe it was the one from L.A. or California. Okay. With so, the weird goatee. So he's alive. He is alive. All right. I want to take this moment to talk to people in the media and ask them to do their research when niggas is dying, even though they got similar names. Just make sure you don't mix us up all crazy because it was happening all all day that day. My name Reggie and my phone will vibrate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of wild to see that shit. They do have very, very similar names, but also... Well, one Wikipedia has the number search. nine in it. Yes, one has the number nine. In it. It's it's it ain't shit to use your resources and like try and figure out which niggas you're talking about. Yeah, if you're a journalist, mm-hmm. you should be able to use Google. That's I what would you say. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so I just wanted to do that super duper randomly. Uh, but I also wanted to bring up the Jesse Spollett thing because apparently all sixteen Fed 
counts of shenanigans were dropped. Yeah, I don't even. You know what pisses me off about I, this? Every time I stop caring, something else happens, and it's that's the thing. Put I want to. I'm trying so hard to not care about this, and I would say, especially the Chicago Police Department is making it. They're making it worse. Yeah, they are honestly. Because now there's what are they trying to do? So here we go right here. So this article, um, which this is just updated, right? This just happened when we hit record. We're like, oh shit, new it, shit. Oh shit, this is some real shit. Uh, yeah, this was about an hour and a half ago or some shit like that. Um, Chicago demands Jesse Smollett pay one hundred and thirty thousand dollars for cost of investigation. So the city of Chicago wants. $130,106.15 in the next seven days from the actor Jesse Smollett to cover the cost of the investigation into claims he was attacked and what he described to police investigators as a possible hate crime. So why do they want him so bad? What I don't get stupid. like we've this is the third episode that we've had to talk about this nonsense and going back to the first time we brought it up why it's so weird that okay Either he lied or he didn't. I don't care anymore. I really never cared. But the police had a whole ass press conference. Like, yeah, he's making a mockery of our system here in our city. I'm like, we don't even know shit yet. Like, why don't you chill? Right. And then the day that um, it was announced that all the charges got dropped, uh, they were like, we don't have no comment. Like, fuck this. And then now they're like, you know, the Fed should really look into this. And now they're like, he should pay this $130,000. How about just leave it alone? Because... CPD doesn't have a leg to stand on. Our mayor doesn't have a leg to stand on. Not at all, especially after all of the shit that they've been doing and have gotten away with. It's just let it go. This shit has felt like a WWE promo. So when I see Jossie Smollett, I'm going to grab that ladder. I'm going <laughs> to smack him over the fucking noggin with it. I'm going to be the intercontinental champ champion what the fuck is an intercontinental tangent? What is an intercontinental? Don't ask me because I never watched wrestling. Are they making up sections? They just in? they just need a lot. Of, well, that's not new. They just need no no no. I knew it was. They just it needed a lot of belts so they could have a lot of champions. Because Chris Jericho won that shit, and then Rey Mysterio won that shit. I only know about the games. Eddie Guerrero might have won that shit. Rest his soul. The man. I remember. Uh, I liked the games and shit on sixty four and whatever. And then I remember I was like, man, I should try watching wrestling. Like maybe I'll like it this time. And then these motherfuckers were hitting each other with belts. It was a belt <laughs> match. It was like, a like. <laughs> Vince McMahon is out of ideas, huh? This was in what, like the year 2003? Nah, I so, feel like... And it was famous people, too. I think it was like Triple H and somebody, and they were like... It's a belt match. Oh, my God. It's crazy. I feel like majority of us got older, and we kind of stopped. There's a few of us who still watch. So. A lot of people in our age group watch wrestling, and I mean, like, it's cool if you like it, but it just never mm-hmm. appealed to me. When I was a little kid, I think it was towards the end of... Well, now Hulk Hogan came back and was in NWA. Nigger. Shit. But, uh, bro, you remember he was doing that? Brother. I've never forgiven Hulk, Hulk Hogan for doing that shit. Like, every time he says brother, I know what he's saying. I know what's going on. He was wild. Can we just assume that anybody that did a lot of coke in the 80s is racist? But just assume if you could, if most you, people are racist and you're yeah, on the money. Yeah, I feel like that's safe. Cocaine, drugs, uh, what was CPD. It, what was it like the last time you did cocaine? I've never done it. I don't like stuff in my nose. Man, I keep trying to trick you. I feel like I will sneeze. You know, now that we do a video podcast, I feel like it's the perfect opportunity to try crack. I'm not trying crack. This is the last day of me being 29. and 
You that's I'm uh, dirty thirty. You start the new decade like bam, get an energy boost. No, that's not how that new. works. No, I'm not finna start my fucking thirties off as a crackhead. Judge Mathis, I feel like he's looking at me right now. You remember Pootie Tang? Like yeah. um, uh, Pootie Tang dad was like hitting him with the belt and shit, like from random places. I feel like Judge Mathis would do that to me if I ever picked up the, the glass dick, which is okay. I have no problem with that. I accidentally, I accidentally pulled that video up. You know our transitions be smoother than that usually. <laughs> but um, we was talking about drugs, and I was like, "Oh, drugs!" And then I that reminded me of that, and I just brought it up. So I will say this: that was Cardi B, first and foremost. Uh, that was her telling her life experiences. She sounded very remorseful. She was crying and whatnot. Um, and recently she's been catching flack because a lot of people have been like, "Oh, so she can drug and rob niggas." But Bill Cosby can't slip a little <laughs> no. something, something in somebody drink while she ain't locked up. So Rick Ross can't put a little bit of Molly all in her champagne when she don't even know it. And then take her home and enjoy that. And she don't even know it. Uh, pers- personally, I feel like drugging. I'm going I'm to I'm paint a scenario like this. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Okay. All right. You ready? You ready? Yes. Cool. I'm at work, and a customer that's a regular comes in. They're like, oh, snap, that's right. You're at work. That's what's up. Hey, you want to go somewhere after this? Like, no, nah, I'm not interested. I'm cool, man. Like, leave me alone. It's all good. Man <laughs> or man. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Please. <laughs> okay. Stop talking to me. And he's like, no, nah, come on, look. And you flash a lot of money at me. And I'm like, look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to smash you. If I get frustrated enough, I'm going to be like, you know what? Yeah, sure, whatever. If I go in your pocket and I take it, and I run off. You deserve that. Because you made me feel uncomfortable from the get-go. She said she was stripping. She did not say she was fucking for money. If she was fucking for money, it would have been a regular transaction. But if you do creepy shit to people and you get got, it's hard for me to feel bad for you. So in a scenario like that, I would. I would. Well, personally, I'm not drugging nobody. And I think that's where the problem is. And I think that's why she sounded remorseful and whatnot. But drugging someone that wants to fuck you for money when you're not soliciting that and drugging someone to fuck them without permission are two entirely different things. I think it's sad that that point needs to be made. What I was thinking right off the bat is that how many rappers have made a career of explaining how hard they are and all the things that they've done? Like, yeah, I sold crack and i uh, killed somebody and i did this and you know i take take this from somebody and we're all we're like hey that's fine okay all right i mean she robbed somebody have have the rap songs out here about robbing people i don't she say she drugged him and sh- shoved the plunger up his ass oh i missed that part no she didn't do that 
So I mean, that's what. <laughs> no, she didn't do that. that would so be it's not she like didn't do that. she took his money and then like while I'm at it, I'm gonna play with your butthole while yeah. you knocked out. No, that's that's bad. So I feel like it was a situation where she was wrong and she probably was on some I for an I type shit. I hope she wasn't like, hey, what's going on? And soliciting stuff and then robbing them afterwards. Because if you say you're going to have sex with someone for money, you should you should you should follow through. I feel like if that's the situation, if you're going to do that, at least that's bad business if you do not. But yeah, this is pretty cut and dry. I, I don't I think that's pretty straightforward, right? Guys are just fucking weird, man. Like, yeah, there's a lot of if a man said this, this would be the scenario. But I'm like, you know, we honestly kind of we kind of get away with a lot of shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And when it's brought to our attention, like, well, a lot of dudes, how, I promise, OK, but it, let's let's say. If if you heard this story coming from a man who was down and out, right? Right. How likely would it be that he didn't just rob them? I'm just saying. Mm. If a man is drugging a woman to incapacitate her, usually it, I, I venture to say the goal is not money. Yeah, no, honestly. That's just how it goes. Especially after seeing how many women go to places and they have to watch their drink. They have to. And I've come out of clubs and shit like that and I've seen women... Like I'm like that ain't alcohol like wobbly. So like, like there there almost isn't even a parallel because no, the way that things are different. You exactly. Know? So it's weird to come out against this. It's like if the roles were reversed, it wouldn't even be the same thing because it would almost automatically be worse because you know how people are. Be some rapey shit. So I feel like um that's pretty straightforward for me at least. And I actually want to venture into saying that. If more robberies occurred, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, depending on who it is, as long as it's not me. Well, what circumstances? Under what circumstances? I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? All right. This is some incriminating ass shit. Okay, sure. I'm just saying, like, if someone wrongs you, then you should just. I'm going into street justice again. Before we, I was talking about beating ass, but now it's it's on the topic of thievery. Yeah, if someone has wronged you or taken something from you or is attempting to do something that you do not want to be done to you, it is okay for you to take something from them. Just don't don't do nothing to their body or hurt nobody or kill nobody. But I mean, if you take a little something, something like you know, just don't get caught. Just don't get caught, and don't say my name if it actually happens. That's You're leaving way too much open for interpretation, but we know that you are such a kind soul. I that, am. Uh, I'm being vague on purpose so <laughs> nobody can say I said do something specific. I'm leaving it there. I'm a nice person, really, truly. But um, nah, that's that's how I felt about that. What did you have now? Because this week has I've been all over the place trying to get. Yeah, uh, let me consult my phone because you know how I be doing things. I so do. something interesting happened in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> The uh, police raided the wrong home during a child's birthday party and pointed Fuck guns at children. Uh, so seven-year-old Samari Boswell said she was terrified the night of her younger brother TJ's birthday party last That's night. That's so sad. Uh, what time did they? Oh, she said they were saying F-words and stuff. It was horrible. <laughs> so wait, they walked in. They didn't just point the guns at the kids. Like, get on the fucking ground. Get on the fucking, fucking ground. Kid, you fuck fucking you. Premature fucking fuck fucks. What's up with cops, man? I can see that happening. So police spokesperson said it was another case of a bad search warrant where police did not do their homework. 
Uh, I mean, that's pretty cut and dry. That's pretty cut and dry. And this is the same city that wants a hundred. Wait, and they handcuffed the kids. <laughs> no, I don't oh, think the okay. cuffs go small right. enough. Okay. Thank God. Well, I, I mean, this isn't funny, but I just imagine the cuffs slipping off cause they don't get tight enough on the children. And then yeah, they're like, they stop resisting. Stop resisting. <laughs> <laughs> they just start beating the kids asses. <laughs> I think they would use those like little zip tie things. It's like, hold on, get this little bastard right here. Oh God. Yeah. I know that's bad. There was a video you Hey, it's not earlier. us doing it, though. It's not me doing it, but I don't know. It's pretty wild. Um, Je- That Jehovah's Witness thing came out. Yes, that is what I forgot to write down, but I did want to talk about that. Um, We've talked about how Jehovah's Witnesses, it seems like they're engaged in cult-like activity from the jump. And I'm happy you brought that up because I meant to write that down, but I never got the chance to. Um, a constituent of ours came forth online and mentioned how, the abuse that she suffered when she was uh, a Jehovah's Witness and how things were handled internally, how it's similar to a cult, how, you know, certain things are shunned upon. It's almost Scientology like from the description that I was getting and from what I actually we're talking saw. about our mutual. Yeah, right and we are. Yeah. It, so that interested me and I kind of wanted to talk to her about it, but like I didn't, you know, I mentioned it to her. I let her know that you were at one point a Jehovah's Witness <clears throat> and she said I didn't. She He was. I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, OK, cool. So I thought she would probably reach out. So I, I had a not a good experience, but I had a very different experience. And I don't I think it's possible. Um, It was just because. You know, me and my sister were in it together. We were a little bit older. Like, my sister was, like, you know, 18. I was, like, 10. And then we had our mother, who was not religious at all, kind of, I guess, helping to act as a barrier, I would assume. So I think the fact that we weren't entirely ingrained and didn't grow up that way, it was something we did for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my sister had somebody in her school was like, you feel pretty pretty down you know could help you with that yeah jehovah so this was a, i'm sorry I, I i like zoned out but this wasn't a situation where you took one of those pamphlets it was really into like the illustration no 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 so okay. my sister was just having like a hard time in life you know growing up our parents were splitting up and she had a classmate who was jehovah's witness and she was like hey you know you live pretty close to the kingdom hall you could just walk over etc right, etc right, right. and then i was like I think it was during the summer and I never did anything during the summer because, you know, didn't have money or nothing. So I was bored and I was like, I'll just start coming with you on Sundays. And then, you know, okay. I went for a little bit. I got you. But it wasn't, you know, I, I can see in retrospect how if you're just totally in it from childhood and maybe your whole family's in it, that they're able to do that to you. And it is it Jehovah's Witness stuff is so weird to me because it's like it's. I, I don't know the whole history of it, and I, I feel silly for, for not, but it r- literally feels like somebody was a Christian and, like, he couldn't make any friends at the church or something, mm-hmm. and then he's like, well, I'm going to start my own religion, and uh, instead of uh, Jesus being crucified, uh, he was tied to a stake. Yeah, that's it, and, mm-hmm. and I'm angry about that, and, like, the differences are so, like, s- basically inconsequential. Where it's like, why are you even your own thing? Jesus moonwalked across the water as but opposed it, uh, to walking. On but it does moon. allow them to be like their own little weird sect. And like, well, we don't like blood transfusions and we're special. Right. Uh, so, but that's fucking sad and unfortunate. And I was, is. you know, I, I shouldn't be shocked, but. No. Yeah. So what we're speaking on right now 
because um, we jumped into it without saying what it was, but a secret database uh, was found in possession by Jehovah's Witnesses of documented child abuse, apparently, because they do handle things internally. Um, so a former Jehovah's Witness was using stolen documents to expose uh, allegations that the religion has kept hidden for decades. So there's decades worth of of documented child abuse and just crazy, crazy things that have taken place. Um, I'm happy your experience wasn't one that was like super duper bad. Um, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to like the stuff that other people go through. But it I can see someone that just doesn't believe in religion um, or doesn't have a religion that they follow using something like this as an excuse to knock it. And I'm a person that believes that, you know, do whatever it is you need to do in order to get through, in order to get by, in order to wake up enjoying life and get into whatever it is you need to get to. Um, But that shit kind of hurts the heart a little bit, you know, using people's beliefs and using people's innocence and their want to get to that next place or their want to believe in a better life against them and doing these things to them and like kind of sweeping it under the rug. But can we be surprised really when I, it comes down? Look at the Catholic church. I, I think mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it would be naive to think like, I think a lot of people thought, okay, there's just a Catholic church thing. And then now because Jehovah's witness is attached to it, it's like, Hey, that part of Christianity is pretty crazy, huh? And it's like, you kind of have to see the bigger picture here that when you have, essentially an, an organization that is so large and has so much money yeah. and is operating in the way that it does where I, I mean, technically they are operating above the law because you see how things, even when they get out, not everybody is prosecuted the way exactly. they should be. But you have this organization that kind of exists outside of the, outside of the boundaries of, of how things are supposed to go. Right. Yeah. And it's not, I just hope people don't look at this and, and say like, man, it's messed up what they're doing over there. If you're a part of a church, I think you should do your due diligence. And like, if you want to maintain your faith, that that's fine. That's your business. But no, of course. you should be doubly, triply sure that nobody is being harmed in, in your church Definitely. or your city or, or Definitely. whatever. You should do what you can based on all this information that's coming to light. That's very important. Protect you and yours. Don't honestly. let your... You know, if you if you have faith in a God, it shouldn't stop you from uh, interfering with the fallacy of man, uh, I guess is a, a decent way to put it. Right? That is that was very poetically put, actually. I mean, the preacher, that's just a man at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The words might sound pretty and whatnot, but don't let that fool you from thinking it's OK to leave your kids alone with people sometimes like it. it I hate to think that way. I'm not a parent. I ain't got no kids, but just the paranoia. Because that's what you think. Like, okay, for instance, you know, my mom didn't trust anybody. Like I said on however many episodes ago, she was like, hey, man, like Michael Jackson, come around here. You're not playing with him, you know. Yeah. But I had been left alone at a church before. Right. And that's, you know, that's somebody who is really protective of me and always looking out. And even somebody like that who is super streetwise thankfully nothing happened to me but there was a couple of times where i was alone in a church basement for a couple of hours uh-huh. and if i was at the wrong church my whole life would have been fucked up yeah no that shit does fuck with you you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know so i think um i'm trying to see if there's anything on else. a lighter note 
we just let me fix jump, this. Jump straight to some lighter shit. Did I did I break your mic stand? This shit is fucked up now. I think. Um, Why is it? Is I think <laughs> you hear that? It's no, loose it's right not, here. It's not broken. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There's just a way to tighten that up that we can't do right now because we're recording. But um, I'll fix it. I wanted to talk about the the Google Game Console that. Uh, I heard about that shit. I ain't playing that shit. I don't want that shit. Get that shit out of here, nigga. So I do believe that they are onto something, and even though I think everybody. I think, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, they all understand that this is where things are, are kind of going to go. Right. But it's like getting the timing down where you're the first acceptable one or the best one or the, the most, I guess, value to cost. It's like you have to get that all that right or at least some of that right, half of that right. And the issue for me is, OK, Google is saying that you buy this controller and you get to fucking you basically use your internet connection to all their all their servers and stuff are doing the computing stuff and then it sends it back to you and you're playing the game and it's some sort of subscription service and that sounds cool right depending on how much it costs Mm. uh well the issue is is uh the internet sucks here (laughs) yeah no the fiber optic shit ain't popping in chicago like Uh, that but like america in general we don't have the same infrastructure that even like so who who's up there like the netherlands they have some badass internet yeah korea has really good internet oh yeah um we're we're not doing so hot and and we live in chicago right and chicago has pretty fast internet but then you got to deal with like comcast for instance yep so uh i just dealt with something where i got an external hard drive so i was able to re-download a bunch of games that i never beat and then I get a message from Comcast like you went over your gigabytes for the month, so we're gonna you charge you uh, ten dollars for every extra whatever the fuck amount of gigabytes up to a cap of if extra fifty dollars on your bill for the billing cycle. And it's like if you are trying to play a PS five quality game, because to be real, we're about to probably switch over console generations. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be playing something like that, and you're sending all that information back and forth it's one thing to say like okay i have my console here and i'm playing the game and we're running an internet connection so we can play with each other but you're talking about sending all that information back and forth you're having a, an off-site computer do all of the the processing mm-hmm. that's a lot that's a lot and on top of most people if you don't live in like new york la chicago big city like you're not going to have good enough internet if you live in the middle of kansas that's not happening if you live or, in rockford but more importantly, your internet service provider is going to fuck you for trying to use that much data. With no Vaseline, because they be on that shit. I mean, there's households where, uh, you know, you got four people on four different Netflix, Hulu accounts st- streaming and all different. You're going to go over your cap. Exactly. I didn't even know there was a cap. Honestly, uh, fortunately, I stay by myself, so I can't really. How much can I use? I'm barely home as well. But if I get an email telling me like, hey. You know, you use this much internet. I think I'm gonna charge you. The fact that we even tax for that shit now, like internet taxing on Amazon and shit like that, is some old Rahm Emanuel bullshit. Yeah, they'll do what they can to squeeze some pennies out of you. So, oh, you're everybody. talking about when you buy something on Amazon? Yeah, like the internet tax. Yeah, it's you know, I remember back in the day when Amazon first started selling things that weren't books. I used to be like, hey, shit, I'll wait a week if I'm getting it tax free because you're saving a lot. Right. If you buy something for $100, you're saving like $10. Exactly. So there's that. But yeah, um, this is some stuff you want to shout out. I just want to shout out where I'm going to be if you don't have anything else that you want to talk about. I'm excited. Uh, 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 man, I was really hoping that you saw that movie. What else do we have going on? I will, though. I will. 
I'll see both of them so that way we can talk about it. Oh, this time. is something that I want to talk about. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, first of all, do you know who Nav is, the rapper? Hey, that Nav, nigga corny, Nav, man. He he some 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 uh EXO Drake shit. He I haven't heard anything with him on it and I don't want to because he's just mad corny. This nigga allergic to pretzels. How the fuck you gonna be allergic to pretzels? You know how many thing different things are in pretzels? He has salt, bread, <laughs> oils, maybe some butter. Which thing are you allergic to? Is he allergic to the combination of things? Like when they form Voltron, he can't eat them shits? Because it doesn't make any sense. So I, I think he just worded it really stupidly. Because I, I don't understand. Because it's so does that mean he can't what he can't have gluten? Because I just, hope it's no. He said pretzel specifically, right? But bro. it's reg it's it's regular food. It's dough with salt and shit in. Like there's nothing special you in know a pretzel. What? That's if you, not in a. If he allergic to pretzels, he deserved that shit. He did something in a past life. So that just I I wanted to ask you if you knew who it was because this is so stupid. Uh, fucking the Twitter was going wild. Uh, clowning him, and I had never heard who he was. I know that I'm, you know, not the hippest person in the world, but I'm like, who's allergic to pretzels now? Yes. Who's being forced to eat pretzels and, and go yes. to anaphylactic shock? Drake offered me a pro- pretzel. What am I going to do? Say no? Yeah, stupid. This and nigga really... be going to get his stomach <laughs> pumped every time he eat pretzels. <laughs> you I'm, stupid. I'm really hoping there's a joke, but Complex Music with the, the blue check mark tweeted, um, Nav says he feels sick when paparazzi ignore him. Quote, I get in my fucking Lambo truck right in front of them. All my jewelry on, and they don't even take one picture. No, that was no, that's legit. I think I looked at the article and clips from it and screenshots from it. He's like, you know, I just want to be famous, and you know, he just, he, I hate using the word clout, but it seems like that's what he's on to. He admitted to walking around with like an EXO, whatever the fuck label it is, jacket, so people would maybe notice him and ask like if he was affiliated with like Drake and whoever else. It's not that serious. I don't think it's that serious. I hate when people name drop. I hate when people just want to have it. I feel like whatever you're doing, you should let the quality of what you're putting out there. Uh, but I feel like, look, you. somebody put you on. You have money. And you so you have money. You get to party with famous people. You probably get to bone plenty of people. But you're salty because you're not famous enough. Like yeah, not enough no. people know you. They're They're talking about you on the Internet for the wrong reasons and the same way you know that the fire fire fest was getting talked about but hey nobody's talking about me uh so yeah. last thing i want to touch on because i know we're trying to wrap up uh tim hardaway i'm not the biggest basketball aficionado I'm but yeah we're familiar with him uh he's in the news right now because uh i guess they were asking him about the hall of fame and he was like yeah i'm never getting in there because in 2007 i said that i hated gay people did you hear about this no this is new to me. I didn't even know he said that shit. I was 18 when that happened, so maybe I wasn't paying attention. Well, I mean, he played for the Heat in two. Or he hate gay people. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, I think when in 2007, what were we? I don't know. What we were what was going on I in was, basketball. I knew uh, the Bulls weren't shit anymore, so I certainly wasn't. Dwayne watching. Wade. No, that, I'm thinking around 2005. Dwayne Wade. Nah, Dwayne Wade was still on the Heat. Yeah, 2007. It wasn't that much popping off. I think the Bulls had. Nah, never mind. I can't think of anything crazy. Well, I wanted to uh, touch on this because it kind of, uh, you know, our philosophy here is that we want to hold people accountable, but we also have to be realistic and show some empathy because, uh, again, we live in a big city. We grew up um, in diverse neighborhoods. We were exposed to a lot of people and we weren't raised by hateful people. Right. So. 
um, this is the quote from 2007. Uh, Tim Hardaway said, first of all, I wouldn't want him on my team. Speaking of a gay person. Or he was talking about the, the guy who was famous because he came out. After oh, yeah, I remember. Um, second of all, if he was on my team, I would I would really distance myself from him because I don't think that's right. And I don't think he should be in the locker room while we're in the locker room. Um, mm. And the interviewer is like, well, that's, uh, quote, flatly homophobic. And Hardaway continued, well, you know, I hate gay people. I let it be known. I don't like gay people. I don't like to be around gay people. Yeah, I'm homophobic. I don't like it. It shouldn't be in the world or in the United States. So, yeah, I don't like it. So he was immediately removed from all sorts of promotions and public appearances. Um, and I think, uh, I don't want to say, uh, I lost the date here, but I would say roughly about eight years later, um, he started doing a lot of work um, and educating himself. Now, uh, it's easy to be cynical and say like, Hey, maybe he, he realized that this was the one thing holding him back because he has the numbers and he was a very famous player and he really wanted to get in the hall of fame. But, um, well, I'll, I'll read this passage. So he attended classes at Miami's yes Institute, which seeks to create a healthy sexual and gender environment for youth. He assists the fundraising efforts of several groups, including the Trevor Pro Project, a national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning youth. When Equal Marriage uh, Florida in June launched a petition to amend the definition of marriage as described in the state constitution, Hardaway stepped forward as the first person to offer his signature. He says he wants nothing in return for his support, no political points, no publicity, no hugs or handshakes. He said he was comfortable discussing the issue because he has known me, the uh, the person writing this, since 1989. Uh, he says, I don't do this for publicity. I normally turn down interviews about this, but I know you. That's why I'm talking to you about it. I do this because I want to do it, and I don't tell people that I'm going to uh, talk about gay rights. Right. Um, he goes on to talk about, you know, the guilt that he felt. And, uh, you know, we're getting towards the end here. But uh, he said that what he figured out with what I said, people could think it's OK to throw rocks at gay people or bully them. I just wanted to make people understand that what I said wasn't cool. I wanted to make amends for it. Um, he said once he started reading about what was happening with people, kids getting beat up, bullied or committing suicide. He said that he was making it OK for people to keep ridiculing them. Right. So, um, I guess, you know, you can have the floor and, and, uh, I think we're on the same page as far as like yeah. journey, personal growth and being able to, um, like I understand the reflex to want to cancel someone. And I understand that it is warranted at times, depending on what they're doing, how they respond to the criticism. Right. But I think this is a good example of you give somebody a couple of years to, meet some more people and to grow as a human being and the the change that not only that they can have in themselves but also bring to others yeah i think that's a beautiful thing when especially when it's earnest um of course it's easy to be cynical and assume that someone is doing something in order to accrue more wealth or spotlight or more benefits and stuff like that but um, everyone does have the potential to grow from who they were, what they said, what they did and what they believe. Um, I think the context is important and the timing is also important. You know, when someone flips around a week after saying something 
it's kind of harder to believe what's happening. But honestly, you have to kind of accept it. Like, because we see these people, but we don't know these people. And when they put the effort in and they apologize for their words and whatnot, I know you want to sweep it under the rug or you want to continue to be mad. But I believe that if someone puts their best foot forward and they don't just use the word saying, like, I was wrong, my bad. All right. Can we stop talking about it? And they make as many donations and they put as much time in that shows like a higher level of earnesty. Uh, at that point, it's not just words it's you following up with actions and showing that you're really, really about this shit. And that to me is what means the most. So using that, if Daniel Caesar, um, you know, just went, you know what? I don't, I haven't been in certain circumstances where I felt victimized because of my upbringing. Um, I didn't put myself in other people's shoes when I said what I said. Uh, and I was also drinking too much or off of this, that, and the other. And it's not an excuse for what I did, but I know now and I'm going to stop. And not only that, if he went about like showing that he cares about like either helping out somebody because I think even if you're doing it for the wrong reason if you donate money and spending time helping people that's still somebody that was helped or donated to which in the end is way better than just apologizing and not doing it so I'm willing to give more of a benefit of the doubt um depending on who it is because if Hulk Hogan was started <laughs> donating to little kids and stuff like that in inner city black kids that would be cool but it's still fuck Hulk Hogan for me personally brother and that's um, how i feel yeah you know i was thinking uh he says that he was drafted in 89 and it's like as recently into the late 90s i feel like the you would hear on the news that essentially aids was seen as a, a gay disease right so there was so much like casual misinformation and like hatred yeah. And misunderstanding of that contributed to that of gay people. Reagan didn't even take that shit seriously. Like when <laughs> a journalist would stand up and say, you know, Mr. Reagan, like AIDS and HIV is a real thing. Like, what are you doing to like that nigga would start laughing and be like, oh, he's talking about the fairy disease. And people in the crowd would start laughing and shit like that. Like it was a lot of misconception and a lot of misunderstandings about what was going on. And they were just stigmatized. You know, now we're in a position where we just understand more. We understand the science behind things. I would like to say that in certain ways we're better than the generations before us. In certain ways we're kind of sort of worse, but I think we're thinking optimistically and we're trying to do better with what we have. You when know you think saying? of especially somebody who's in athletics their whole life, you have to, I mean, what is their coach telling them? Like, oh, it's a very macho, macho. Don't dribble the ball like that. You gay or something. You know, it's yeah, like exactly. all of that casual stuff, especially at that time. And so many more people were didn't feel comfortable being out and for good reason. So how many openly gay people do you think he ever encountered exactly. until he was well into adulthood? Exactly. So, again, not to excuse what he used to think or his behavior, but I think context is important. Right. And um I think it's because of the progress we've made in the last, you know, 20 years. It's easy for us to get on our high horse and be like, well, I know yeah, that it's okay definitely. to be gay, but like, right. 
to an extent, we only know, you know, you get a little bit of leeway as far as where you're from and where what you're taught, right? Mm-hmm. And if you, um, like he did, at some point, it, uh, exhibit an open mind and try to make amends for what you've done. Exactly. Uh, you know, I applaud that. And and to think, you know, I think one of the, a big negative of cancel culture is once you cancel somebody, it it's like you you make it where there's almost no recourse for them. Right. And again, there are people who don't deserve to ever really come back around, right? Like they don't, de- depending on what they do, they don't need to prove them themselves or whatever. Like it's too late for that. But if you do something goofy and then you get canceled and then a year later people find out because it's the the way the internet is, you can find out anything. They'd be like, oh, now he want to donate some money somewhere and volunteer. And then that becomes a big joke, right? Yeah. It's like you can never, ever dig your way out of that. Yeah. Uh, I just think sometimes it makes sense to to step back, get some perspective, and and maybe take your own ego out of the equation. Yeah, yeah. Just factor that maybe they're doing it for themselves and not for you or your opinion. I think that helps. And fuck Hulk Hogan. I think we can wrap that up. Yeah, we can add some uh, Iron Sheik in there. Some Iron Sheik. Oh yeah. Also, um, yeah, I'm gonna be in Atlanta late May. Uh, going to MomoCon and stuff like that. So. What is MomoCon real quick? MomoCon is Motorcycles? a Comic-Con type thing. No. MomoCon is just like more anime. Uh, but lots Comic-Con. of black people. Yeah, lots of niggas. This is Atlanta. Are you going to cosplay? Nah. Uh, please at us on in, uh, <laughs> on Twitter with your Delancey cosplay suggestions. You just setting me up for a situation right now. It's okay, though. But I look forward to it if you do that. That's pretty much it. Toronto, Atlanta. I'm going places doing stuff. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be 30 in two and a half hours. Damn. It's crazy. That's pretty much it. I'll catch y'all later. Deuces.